This is Sports Talk with Phil Cornblue, Chris Bergen, and Pat Daniel. Sports Talk is heard across the state on radio affiliates of the Sports Talk Media Network and is streaming live on SportsTalkSE.com as well as Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. The South Carolina Education Lottery lucky number to call in is 888-898-2525. That's 888-898-2525. Now, here are Phil, Chris, and Pat with tonight's edition of Sports Talk. All right, welcome in, everybody. Welcome into Sports Talk on this Monday night. Good to have you with us. Best two hours of your day. I know you've been working hard all day, and you've heard this, you've heard that, you've seen this, you've seen that. Well, this is where you come. This is where you come to kind of put a capper on the day. If you're a sports fan, able to sit back, listen, participate, 888-898-2525, if you so choose. Comment on what we're commenting on. Bring up something fresh, if you so choose. 888-898-2525. Pretty much open for phone calls tonight, though we will have a few elements to drop in throughout the program. So, I tell you, things uh, took off late this afternoon on the free agency front in college football with the news. We had a a good friend source uh, tell us this afternoon that the situation for South Carolina and Vanderbilt transfer quarterback A.J. Swan had changed, and it did not look like he would be coming to South Carolina. You might, if you're paying attention yesterday, Beamer put out a commitment alert, and then there were uh, expert predictions, uh, forecasts, even reporting of intention that Swan uh, planned to uh, transfer to South Carolina to be the quarterback in the transfer portal class for South Carolina and from what we're told by our good friend source was that not everybody in the family the mother in particular was not on board with that that she preferred he go to LSU so that appears to be and I noticed um, after we put our story out and others put stories out that people started changing their predictions and and uh, pointing towards LSU for the destination for uh, Swan. So that just means South Carolina can go shopping uh, somewhere else. I would think that um, that Jefferson from Arkansas would be a logical next move for South Carolina, considering history that he has with Dowell Loggins and with uh, Justin Stepp from their time at Arkansas. And, I mean, now that's a different kind of cat at quarterback, right? Uh, and also, I mean, he would be a quarterback. You, you may even have a quarterback like him and a, maybe a smaller version, younger version, in Lenora Sellers, a thrower and a runner. I don't know if he's as physical as K.J. Jefferson is. That dude is, uh, I don't know, is he is he Cam Newton-like? Um, I remember when South Carolina played there two years ago, they bounced off of him. Tacklers bounced off of him. Uh, and his numbers, his numbers for his career at Arkansas, throwing and running, are pretty doggone impressive. So we'll have to wait and see what happens there. Also told by the same friendly source. We got breaking news on that front, actually, Phil. I don't mean to jump in here, but uh, A.J. Swan, it's being reported widely right now that he has committed to LSU. Well, there you go. There you go. 
Uh, you know, this should be a lesson to uh, any head coach when it comes to this free agency because these guys aren't signing contracts with you when they tell you they're coming. I mean, I fully believe that he told Beamer he was coming. That's when Beamer put out his his uh, commitment alert last night. And, uh, and then everybody, soon after that, everybody jumped on that bandwagon that that was happening. But, you know, you got to be a little suspicious when you put one out, especially high profile like this, and the young man doesn't follow with a public statement. Even though public statements don't always mean it's going to happen in this free agency business because we're also told that um, McGowan, the Vanderbilt transfer from Lawrence, who committed publicly to South Carolina, that might not be holding as well because from what our our friendly source told us, Boston College has come in with a, a better NIL deal. And so that is one that's worth watching as well with South Carolina at this point as we approach signing day for the high schoolers. Now keep in mind with these transfers, it doesn't um, – all you've got is their word. I don't think there's anything with a transfer that you can sign them to that binds them to you. They might sign um, scholarship papers, which binds you to them, but not them to you. So you don't really know with these free agents that uh, you've got them until they they sign up. Till they, I'm sorry, till they show up. Till they show up on your campus if they're mid-year transfers. Till they show up on your campus and uh, start taking classes and things like that. So kind of like maybe um, with some high with some high level baseball players who get drafted and um, but they've committed to you for baseball, uh, you don't know you have them for that season until they show up on on your campus and go to class up till then they can sign that pro contract and and take off. So disappointing news there for South Carolina, no question about it. You hate to have that happen to you. Um, especially with a quarterback who looks pretty good. I mean, not all Vanderbilt players are bad football players. they got some good football players. They just don't have enough of them to have a successful program. And he had some injuries while he was at Vanderbilt, but nobody questions his arm and his passing ability. Boy, he can throw the ball. So that's um, if South Carolina were looking, and they were, obviously, they were looking for some depth in the quarterback room and some experience because, let's face it, you look at the quarterback situation right now, and you've got your most experienced quarterback is Luke Doty. I mean, he was going to be the starter, you know, before Rattler until he got hurt in the preseason three years ago. He was going to be the starter. He won the job Beamer's first year. And then he gets hurt, and that changes everything. So they do not have an experienced quarterback. You got Sellers, you got Reno, and if Doty stays at quarterback, you got him. And he's not all that experienced, and he hasn't played the position in a, in a, in a regular way. Um, so we'll see what happens there uh, with South Carolina in their pursuit of uh, another quarterback out of the portal, John. But you know what? It's like I always say, been saying it for decades, the portal giveth and the portal taketh away. Well, not for decades, because it hadn't been around for decades, but you get my point. The portal giveth and the portal taketh away. Hey, Pat, how are you? It's good to have you back. It's good to be back. Yeah, I got the batteries recharged here, ready to rock. I'm doing well. How was your trip? It's fantastic. It was cold. I was sick as a dog the last three days. 
I've been pumped full of so many different uh, means of trying to make myself better, and now I feel like a million bucks. So it was good. Well, you almost got Wally pipped. Ooh, all right. Because all right. Joshua did a great job. I had to run him out and said, no, Joshua, you can't have the job on a full-time basis. I have no doubt. Joshua is terrific, and that kid has such a bright future ahead of him. I, I have no doubt whatsoever he could step in any time he likes. He's so much brighter than his uncle. It's amazing hmm. how quickly, you know, the nephew uh, can, can develop into a superior talent. But he is. He's very talented, very smart, and it's good to have him in reserve, and we have to call him up from time to time. Can't help but notice you use Wally Pip. I got the reference. I understand it, but today I feel like I would almost use the Drew Bledsoe, Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're saying you still got some ball left in you, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Bergie's gone for a long time. Bergie is calling the Coastal Carolina College of Charleston game tonight in Charleston. That game just getting underway. Then he and the wife are hopping a plane to Hawaii. They're flying early in the morning from Charleston to Minneapolis to Honolulu. That lucky dog. Yeah. How about this, though? The Coastal team is there. They flew direct. Can you imagine? I didn't realize you could fly direct from Myrtle Beach to Honolulu. I didn't think you had a plane that had that much gas in it that could get you to Honolulu. But Same. they did. Wow. Yeah. I'm right there with you. And and I'm going to say a little prayer for old Bergie and his wife that uh, – Awfully brave of them to go through Minneapolis this time of year. If I'm mm. trying to go cross-country, man, go Dallas-Fort Worth all the way. You're not going to get snow there. Yeah, yeah. I made that connection to Minneapolis one time coming back from uh, Las Vegas. Didn't have to go outside, but I think when we landed, it was minus 6. And then to Chicago, it was like minus 10, and then back to South Carolina. I think I was coming back from Clemson's first um, – national championship appearance speaking of the tigers they continue with their practices they got some things going on in recruiting we're going to update everything on recruiting here in a little bit we're not going to wait till deep in the program we'll do it here because you know we're just a couple of days away now from national signing day for december that's on wednesday and i've already got a migraine and it's just monday but you know it's here it's coming and we're going to be all over it the next uh, couple of nights and, of course, uh, on Wednesday as well. So we invite you to participate. The phone number is 888-898-2525. That is a South Carolina education lottery. Lucky number for you here on Sports Talk in just a moment. We'll get to some of those phone calls. Uh, Pat's getting them dialed up right now. As soon as he gets those organized, we will uh, get to the calls. In the meantime, I want to tell you about our new poll question of the week. Now, let me tell you what I did with the poll question of the week this week. I wanted to have a poll for the most outstanding college football player of the year in the state for this year. And I didn't want to just limit it to four people. You know, in a typical X poll, and I'm trying to call it by its proper name, which is now X. It's not Twitter. People like to keep saying formerly Twitter, but it is X. It's not Twitter. So I'm trying to do that. But they only allow you four entries. So what I did was attach additional names with two other polls, the same question, additional names. And I guess what I'm getting here are, I was hoping that one total would come out of all of this, but it's not. We're getting a breakdown 
by the particular question. So it's not fair to the others, the two questions that followed the original post. With that being said, our poll question is, most outstanding college football player in South Carolina for 2023. So the first four were Spencer Rattler, Xavier Leggett, Debo Williams, Will Shipley. That's the first edition of the poll question. That's had 898 votes in just today, and 56.6% voted for Leggett, 30.3% for Rattler, 11.1% for Shipley, and 2% for Debo Williams. Then I continued with Phil Moffa, Jeremiah Trotter, Grayson McCall, and Sam Pickney. That's 287 more votes, with Trotter getting 52%, McCall 25%, Moffa 12%, and Pinckney 10%. You know, Pinckney had a great year, 60 catches. Uh, great year for Coastal. And, of course, McCall, um, that's as much. Well, he had a good year. He was hurt. He missed the last, what, three or four games. He was hurt. But still, I wanted to pay tribute to his great career. And then the uh, the third wave, Tyler Huff, quarterback of Furman, Dustin Noller, quarterback of Limestone, and Trey Stewart, running back of Limestone. If you're not paying attention, Noller threw for over 3,000 yards this year. And Stewart ran for over 1,300 yards. They might have the best numbers in the state or pretty close to it. And, of course, Huff did a great job at Furman, 131 votes, and 75.6 for Huff, 16.8 for Noller, 7.6 for Stewart. So I guess, like, you can actually vote in all three segments of this poll. I just couldn't figure out another way to do it. So blame me, but that's all I could come up with for this particular poll question. Just to roll with it, will you? Just roll with it and, and have fun and, and vote for all three segments if, if you would like. Uh, a couple of other things, LSU quarterback Jaden Daniels not going to play in the bowl game versus Wisconsin. Changes things uh, dramatically there. Uh, South Carolina's women, unanimous number one again in the AP women's basketball poll this week. Why wouldn't they be uh, beating most teams by about 50 points per game? UCLA is second, followed by NC State, Iowa, and Texas. Interesting thing, though, about South Carolina, the women – they do not have many home games coming up over the next uh, month. When you take a look at their schedule, of course, they just played Presbyterian at home the other day. That was, you know, just an exercise for them. Free hot dogs. Yeah, you're absolutely right. But now look at this for the Gamecock women. They will play at Bowling Green tomorrow. Then they're off to the 30th, and they play at East Carolina. Then they're off to the 4th, and they play at Florida. So their next three games are on the road. In January, they only have three home games. So what I'm telling you is I think it's only three of their next 10 games are at home. So, I mean, that could be a bit of a challenge with all that traveling, and they're going to be playing SEC teams. So a little bit of a schedule challenge ahead for Dawn Staley and her Gamecocks. That'll only make them that much stronger and tougher looking ahead to the postseason. But that's what's ahead for them. All right, as for the uh, men's poll today, Clemson with the loss at Memphis, which was a heck of a ball game. 
Heck of a ball game by the Tigers. And, you know, they had their chances. They um, they had their chances down the stretch and um, couldn't get it done. But they played a good team, which is now ranked in the top 25, to the wire on their home floor. I don't hold that against Clemson. Uh, they dropped five spots. They're 18th in the poll this week, which has Purdue – uh, moving back to number one, followed by Kansas, then Houston, then Arizona, then Yukon, followed by Marquette, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Kentucky, and Baylor. And then North Carolina is 11. Then you've got Duke, 21, Virginia, 22, and Ole Miss, 25. Speaking of North Carolina, man, I was shocked to hear the news about Eric Montross today, passing away at the age of 52. Didn't realize he was battling cancer and i just remember him as being such a big guy i mean just huge didn't know him at all didn't know him personally would see him on press row because he did uh color commentary on the tar heel basketball network for many many years and you'd walk past him and my gosh that guy was huge so so sorry to hear that news i know that was a stunner to a tar heel fans everywhere and let's see what else uh what else well i think we've touched on everything for now so, oh, Carson Beck's coming back to Georgia for next season. So, and the and their stud quarterback, How Dylan uh, Dylan, how's he pronounce it? Rihanna, Raina? Is it Raina? Raina? Yes, he's going to Nebraska. Marcus Satterfield's got his. All of a sudden, Marcus Satterfield. We'll see what kind of coordinator he is because this guy's obviously supposed to be a special quarterback. So he's got his guy at Nebraska now to see if they can average more than um, 10 points a game or whatever they averaged last season. I'll tell you, Matt Rule may, may have not done a very good job up in Charlotte with the Panthers, but he has been he is proving once again, it seems like, to be one heck of a program builder in college. He's able to get these players out to Nebraska, and I feel like that's part of the argument we've heard for decades now is part of Nebraska's downfall was if you could choose anywhere in the country to go live or go play for four years, no offense, Cornhuskers, but why would you choose Nebraska? Mm. And that's one of the things of NIL that we don't maybe talk about enough. Sure, there's lots of negatives, and, it, and we're rightfully so to, to, to harp on those, on the bad things about it, but there's also the good things. And we had heard about how this would maybe constrict or take away parity, but I like to point out this is one of the situations where this might actually increase parity, and you're able to see a program like Nebraska who has a rabid fan base, who is starving to be good again, to be relevant again this century, this NIL, you got to think, is playing a large part here. Oh, you can turn a team around in a hurry. You can turn a team around. And it can also backfire. I mean, look at Colorado. Sure, They took a bunch of transfers. Now, maybe that's Dion's coaching or his staff or maybe the wrong players. Time will tell. But it doesn't automatically mean success. Nope. And I would think in football, I've heard for how many – well, for centuries, how important it is to develop players within your program and build the relationships and this, that, and the other. And now you're talking about basically throwing football teams together on an annual basis. And it's not like the pros yet. It's not like the NFL yet where you've got all this time together as a team to do nothing but play football. I mean, you are still forced to do student-type stuff in college, you know, even though we know – that is not what it used to be from right. an academic standpoint. At least that's my perception. Okay, uh, let's jump to the phones. Triple eight eight nine eight two five two five. Vern in Bishopville, uh, or as uh, Josh put it down the other day, it was Burn in 
Simpsonville. But it's no, it's Vern in Bishopville. Vern, welcome in. Good to have you with us. Happy holidays. Hope you're doing well. I'm doing well. Happy holiday to you all too. Yes. Um yeah, you you had said something, you know, I I know everybody got their own opinion. Yeah, said something say uh Luke uh, Dodell won the uh, quarterback job three years ago for the University of South Carolina football team. Yes. Uh, you need to check that fact. That's really not true. No, it's true. But, huh? It's true. It's true? Of course it's true. If I How said it, it's true. Oh, okay. How could he want to uh, and stuff? And you had uh, D.K. Jonah there, the best quarterback ever played uh, for the state of South Carolina but never got a chance. Yeah. You know, nobody, nobody could have win over him. But remember, Dodie played some in Dodie played some in um, Muschamp's last year, so he had the Muschamp. experience. Yeah, Dodie goes back well, to Muschamp. Dodie goes back. Hang, hang on, hang on, hang on. He goes back to then, and then the next year Beamer comes in, and of course they have their competition in the spring mm-hmm. and in the fall, and he named That's him cool. the starter in preseason practice, and then it was late in the preseason, and he breaks uh, a bone in his foot, and I think he's done for the year as a result. And remember, everybody was fretting about it. Hang on. And Beamer said, don't you, don't everybody cave in. The world's not caving in because we lost Doty for the year. We've got other quarterbacks. Of course, they had to bring a graduate assistant uh, off the the coaching sideline and make him the starter. Yeah. May I call you Phil? May I call you Phil? Certainly you may. Yeah. Uh, all that, all that, uh, I'm going to just be honest with you mm-hmm. and stuff like that, you know, because they're getting close to the holidays and everybody's supposed to respect each other and love for everybody. But uh, love, love. The character got screwed. He got screwed from the time he signed with uh University of South Carolina. Must have screwed him and must have screwed the school out of $40 million. Mm. He did that too. I won't believe nothing much have said if he was standing up in a, a stack of Bible. But anyway, that's not why I called. Oh. Uh, the, uh, yeah. The reason I called is something like that. Uh, you tell uh, Mr. Gamecock Larry, I didn't mean to hurt his feelings because I know you're not a well man and he's a veteran and all that. You know, when you get a chance, just tell him to uh, burn from Bishopville. Didn't mean to hurt his feelings, but, you know, I was just telling the truth because Carolina coach staff right now, I wouldn't even put them up against my, uh, my five years old daughter coaching. You know, my five-year-old granddaughter. I won't put them up against that. You know, but anyway, y'all be blessed. Have a Merry Christmas. And I'm gone. <laughs> hey, thank you, Vern. <laughs> Vern, let's go to uh... – Well, Phil, real quick, just just to clean up a little bit. From that 2021 year, you got most of it right, but just to, to correct a little bit here regarding Luke Doty, make sure we get that out there right. He initially had a midfoot sprain in the preseason in August. He missed the first two games. Then he made his debut at Georgia in relief of Zeb Nolan. Remember when he got hurt? And then uh, Doty actually started the next four games. He went 2-2 two and two as the starter with wins over Troy and Vanderbilt. But then he re-injured that foot in the win over Vanderbilt and had season-ending surgery the last week of October. So he did end up playing in five games uh, that, that season. Okay. Very good. Which does make him the most experienced quarterback that they have. Yeah, sure. If yep. he ends up playing quarterback. Thank you for that. That's why we uh, love to have you back, Pat. Let's go to Keith in Camden. If you can squeeze it in in a minute, sir, go right ahead. Uh, I tell you what, I'll take hold. All right. You want to come back? All right. Hang yeah, on. We'll come I'll back hold. to you. All right. Well, you, that was a pass right there, Phil. That was a pass. Yeah, pass. You got more, than, you got more to say than a, a minute will allow, huh? 
Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. (laughs) All right. uh, Hang on. We'll come back to you. Um, Oh, my goodness. Um, Huh? What is this? My source is... um, Okay, um, according to my friendly source, who I really trust, um, and I can't you know, think about it over the break. Well, he's telling me here now, he's telling me here now that Nick Gargiulo is not coming back. He had said he was coming back. Um. Okay, so got to keep an eye on that. Got to keep an eye on the McGowan deal. And, of course, now uh, Swan's made it official. He's going to LSU. Okay, be back after the break. Hear what folks have to say. Be right back. A little more, we're being told on Gargiulo, and we've reached out to him for confirmation, any information, but Hank calls in and tells us that he believes that that is something that's going on with his appeal for another year because he played one year at South Carolina. He's played in parts of five seasons uh, at this point in his career. He began in 2018 at Yale. Played in one game in 2018. Then in 19, he played in all 10 games. No season in 2020. Got hurt in 2021. Played in four games. Had a broken right ankle fibula. Had surgery. Missed the rest of the season. Then 2022, he played the entire season. And then this past season, he played the entire season at South Carolina. So, I guess he had to appeal to the NCAA for another year, and maybe that's the case, what we're being told here. Again, trying to get some additional confirmation on that. But that's uh, from my good, friendly source telling us that tonight. Um, and let's see, what else would I want to tell you here? Um, that's it. I think you're up to date. We talked about Swan. We talked about McGowan. We talked about uh, Gargiulo to this point. Now, I know this may be old news at this point, but uh, Andrew McCuba committing to Texas seemed like a pretty big... Well, I was going to get to that. Oh, uh, my bad. Do you want to do the recruiting? You still on my recruiting? <laughs> Andrew McCuba is going to Texas, which we, if I must brag, we said that was going to happen back when he came out. You did, yeah. only makes sense. He lives 15 minutes from the campus, and he's a good player. You know, Texas would take him, obviously, and they did. So, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, all right, let's get back to the phone calls. Triple eight eight nine eight two five two. Oh, oh, Keith in Camden. Yeah, he had to. He needed more time. I give you more time, Keith. Welcome in. How are you? I'm doing great, Phil. Hope you are, and glad Pat's back and feeling better. Thanks, um, Keith. I know, Phil. You go to the typical uh, coaches where he has his little press conference and. 
you're great about asking questions, but do you have the opportunity to go to anything where Ray Tanner is addressing the State of the Union? Or is that um, solely the proprietor of the other radio station? That's the first question. Do you have the opportunity to talk to Ray Tanner any? Oh, yeah. Or ask yeah. questions? Well, he okay. comes on this show on a pretty regular basis when we ask him to come on. And also okay. when he has a – he doesn't have a press conference uh, per se. He'll be available right. after events like with the Board of Trustees or some major announcement. Yeah. He doesn't have a regularly scheduled press conference like the coaches do. And he's right. also under well, contract – he's also under contract with the Gamecock Station in Columbia to go yeah. on there, I yeah. think, once a month. Yeah. yeah, he does. They throw him softballs every time they have him on. Yeah, he is. Uh, but I, I, my request is is that when you have that opportunity again, whether it be him, the president involved, the board of directors, um, the fan base, for the most part, or speaking from my angle, uh, let them spend some of that $75 million they're getting from the SEC and and them take care of the players. I, I'm I'm – Every week I get an email or a text, and I'm like, you know, y'all created – well, maybe they didn't create the problem, but I think from the fan standpoint, let them solve it. Well, let did you – did, did, did you not ahead. hear me the other night? Oh, I'm, I'm – yeah. 75 million per you. team. This is what I said. 75 million. Take 8%. All right, that's six million. If you've got eighty-five on scholarship, that's seventy point five thousand per player per year. Seventy and a half thousand dollars per player per year. If you can cut it, and I suggest cutting back to sixty players. Why do you need eighty-five on scholarship? Cut it back but, to sixty but, players. Then you can pay each player with that money. You can pay each player a hundred thousand dollars per year. Look, look, take, look, take, take all the sports. Um, do the percentage whatever way you want to, but it's time that they spend their money instead of constantly wanting us to spend ours. It's one thing to support the Gamecock Club and buy tickets, but I'm just sick of them. Well, Pat likes that bullshit. idea. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's all I got. It wasn't long, but I got it off my chest. Yeah. All right, buddy. Well, thank um, you. I mean, really. Am I, is it safe to, to say you're not going to pay the $15 to stand down by the baseline to watch the basketball team warm up? Let me tell you, if I if they told me I could dunk it, I wouldn't stand down there. <laughs> Even with one of those little trampolines like you see the mascots nah, do sometimes? I'd break my neck. <laughs> Heard that. Look, please ask him when you have the opportunity, when will the university start paying their share? I mean, really. I mean, it's just. But it's let me ridiculous. ask you this: Here's the problem. You, yes, here's sir. here's the problem, right now. Number one, they don't want it to be viewed as them paying the players, and by you paying the players, that means they're not paying the players. By ding, ding, ding. by they being the middleman and funneling the money from you to the players, somehow that's not them paying the players. They can say, "Hey, we're not but, paying the players. They're not employees." So I, I, I understand, Phil, but yeah. look. $75 million from the CC, not to even factor in ticket sales, concession stands. When are we as fans going to say enough's enough, y'all foot the bill? I mean, until until people say enough's enough, yeah, 
I mean, I don't blame them. Mm. <laughs> I don't blame them. I get it. But it's just, I agree. I've accepted NIL, whatever you want to call it. I've swallowed the big horse pill and accepted it. But I'm not accepting the burden being passed to the fan continually. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Um, I, I watch think more, it's. I watch more pro football this weekend than I have in a year, and I guess that's where I'm headed. But you know, I watched one I, game too many yesterday. Yeah, yeah, the Packers. I'm a Packer fan too. Yeah. Thank you. Unbelievable. <laughs> How about the Panthers getting a big win in front of all 17 <laughs> fans well, in attendance? Well, Come on. Well, Pat, Pat, wait a minute. I heard you get the I'm tickets from, for that game went from 45 cents to five dollars. Cents. That's still <laughs> crazy. <laughs> yes, but what you got, Keith? I, I I'm a I grew up I'm from Georgia I'm a Falcon fan. Oh, you get and, it. You get and it. Then. Look, how do you lose to the Panthers? I don't know. <laughs> Hard to do. That's, That's a great terrible. question. But the Falcons yeah, figured out a way to do fans. it, and the Packers are coming in this weekend. So with our defense, yeah, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. Might turn um, oh, what's his face Bryce Young into a All Pro. Packers yeah. can't cover well, look, anybody. All right, got to go. Thank you. Look, Y'all have a great evening. Thank Bye-bye. you, buddy. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Uh, Jaden McGowan just tweeted out a tweet with the two exclamation points, but retweeted something he tweeted one week ago, which was, quote, we can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps, end quote. Ooh. That's Proverbs sixteen nine. in case you were wondering. Um, so what does that mean? I think it means what we're talking about, the double exclamation point as well. So things are uh, things are happening. Let's, and, and corn, real quick, th- that's where it does. I know every situation is different, but this really does get tricky, and I, I feel like I'm releasing my inner Chris right now because I feel like this is something he would say or has said on this show. But along with what Keith was just saying, when when is enough enough regarding fans having to pay for everything? Well, what point is enough of enough? If you, how many years are we going to accept? Six, seven, eight years. I understand transfers. I under, and again, I'm a big proponent of it. I've said it on the show countless times. And I understand injuries happen. It's a part of life. It's an it's an unfortunate part of life in athletics. But you said he's been playing since 2018, 18, 19, 21, two, Not three. Garjula. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought that was you were just referencing. You were referencing somebody I was, else retweeting. Yeah, yeah I was. I was uh, re- referencing. Um, McGowan. Oh, my apologies. That's my okay. apologies. But yeah. still, but just players talking about their sixth, seventh years. Yeah. Just at what point do we finally put our foot down with this? Well, because of NIL. Why sure. wouldn't you come back? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, if you're going to make sixty or seventy thousand dollars, I don't know how many people made that right out of college. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> heck, I was making like ten bucks an hour first I mean, year out of college. Seriously. All right. Let's hit another quick phone call. It's a Gamecock Larry. Over in Swansea. Hope he's doing well tonight. Gamecock Larry, happy holidays to you. Hope you're feeling well. Hope you had a good weekend. Happy holidays to everybody. I've got my, I'm ready to go. And you let me tell, I'm going to tell Vernon Simpsonville, you did not hurt old Gamecock Larry Spielman. Yes, I'm a veteran, the old timer. But let me tell you, when you start talking about my gamecock and my gamecock coaches, I'm putting my feelings on the back burner. You did not hurt my feelings. And if you don't believe me, call one eight hundred Larry. You got my number. Number two. 
I do not care about all this transfer portal. You can't blame the coaches. You cannot blame the coaches. I hear it in Mr. Fields' voice. I hear it in a few other voices. Mr. Field is glad what's going on in South Carolina. You cannot blame the coaches. You got a young man's going to be quarterback. You got to let him play. You're not going to, well, you shouldn't bring in a experienced quarterback and make and promise him the job and expect your young man to stay. We got a quarterback. We got a, another quarterback. Luke Doty has never had a chance to prove himself. We got enough to be in the top 10 in 2024. And if there's any, anybody, Gamecocks or Tigers or Dogs or uh, down there in Florida, Tennessee, Mm. anybody don't like it, you can call me. If you don't have my number, look on Facebook because I'm fixing to post it on there. Oh, no. I am getting sick. I'm get, I don't care. Let them call me. Think I'm about, getting sick and tired. Larry, think about all the hot babes that might be calling you. I don't care. Let them hot babes come. I just look at them and pass on. But let me tell you, <laughs> I am sick and tired of everybody talking about Beamer, talking about Step, talking about all these others. If you, I've been a Gamecock almost 90 years, and I, I, I'm telling you, and, I, and yeah, another station, they just about as bad after 9 o'clock as, well, as you are. I do, but I am, I go, and I'm going to listen. I'm going to listen. Mm. I may not call because you get my blood pressure riled up. But anybody got any questions? What old Gamecock Larry want to tell them? Call me. I'll have it on Facebook in three minutes. I'll have a number on there. That's the Tigers, Dogs, Gators, Vols, all of you guys. Call me. Anybody, call me. 1-800-CALL-LARRY. Go Gamecock. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Uh-huh. Oh, have a good holiday. Gamecock Larry has got his strength back, and he is ready to rock and roll. With anybody don't 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 want anybody talk about his Gamecocks. Let me know. Call me. Gamecock. One eight hundred. Thank you, thank you, Larry. And also, before you dig, call Larry. One eight hundred. Call Larry. Call before you dig. Call before you uh, place a bet. Call before you uh, criticize the Gamecocks or anything like that. 1-800-CALL-LARRY. What you got? Got anything? Let's go to break. And we'll come back with more calls. Phone number, 888-898-2525. That's the number. That storm was hellacious yesterday, but the beach is still there. I can testify. The beach survived. So, it's still there for you to get down for a vacation. And for that, you want to call Jimmy Smith at James Smith Realty, 843-237-4246, hawleysvacationrentals.com. Let Jimmy put you in a great spot this spring and summer, 843-237-4246. Be right back. 
Touchstone Energy Cooperative members save more, more on electricity, and members save more on insurance, groceries, health care, restaurants, travel, concerts, and sporting events through co-op connections. Touchstone Energy is an alliance of the member-owned electric cooperatives, and as a member, the power is yours. Experience the power of co-op membership with Touchstone Energy and find out how much you can save on electricity and a whole lot more at touchstoneenergy.com. I'm attorney Jim Corbett. That's the sound of a big hit on you and your car or truck. I've been an attorney for more than 30 years, helping people who get injured in car wrecks and truck wrecks. If you have serious injuries, call Jim Corbett, 803-765-2968, or email me at jim at jimcorbettattorney.com. That's C-O-R-B-E-T-T. I don't get paid unless I recover for you. Jim Corbett Attorney, for your best recovery from a big hit, 803-765-2968, or jim at jimcorbettattorney.com. This year's Carolina and Clemson Jackpot $5 scratch-off tickets give you a chance to win up to $200,000, whether you're a Gamecock or a Tiger. Plus, you can enter your tickets into the Second Chance promotion for a chance to step on the field or the court to win $50,000, $75,000, or even $100,000. In this state, winning the Palmetto Series does matter that much, so get your tickets today. See SCEducationLottery.com for odds and details. Winning and non-winning tickets can be entered. Second Chance odds depend on number of entries received. This year's Carolina and Clemson Jackpot $5 scratch-off tickets give you a chance to win up to $200,000, whether you're a Gamecock or a Tiger. Plus, you can enter your tickets into the Second Chance promotion for a chance to step on the field or the court to win $50,000, $75,000, or even $100,000. In this state, winning the Palmetto Series does matter that much, so get your tickets today. See SCEducationLottery.com for odds and details. Winning and non-winning tickets can be entered. Second Chance odds depend on number of entries received. We're with Major Billy Downer of the Department of Natural Resources. Major Downer is hunting season in South Carolina this fall, and folks need to be prepared from a legal standpoint. That's right, Phil. Everyone always needs to buy their hunting license or fishing license. Everyone always worries about losing their license. Well, now that's not a problem anymore because you can keep your license on your phone. That's right. Go Outdoors SC. It's an app. Look for it on your Apple or Android devices. You can buy your license. You can renew your boat registration, and it's all right there on your phone. Remember, Go Outdoors SC in your app store. South Carolina's taste buds have spoken, and they're asking for beef. There are more than 7,800 farms raising cattle from pasture to plate in the Palmetto State. So whether it's steaks on the grill before the big game, sirloin medallions plated for date night, or burgers with a family, make sure beef is a part of your playbook this football season. Smoke, grilled, and slow-roasted. Find the best way to enjoy your beef at sccattle.org. Beef, it's what's for dinner in South Carolina. Funded by the South Carolina Beef Council, part of the Beef Checkoff Program. Update basketball for you. South Carolina State at the half leading Asheville 36-34. At the half, Charleston College of leading Carolina Coastal of 37-28. College of Charleston over Coastal Carolina 37-28. As we go to Tom in Sumter. Next up on Sports Talk, welcome in Tom. How are you? 
I'm doing good. I wanted to ask you, I was surprised that the Texas quarterback visited South Carolina because I guess I was sensing that it's one worse as Sellers' team the next couple of years. So, I mean, and I know they don't have to let the guy come on and visit if he wants to come. Am I reading too much into that, or should we maybe have some doubts that they are as convinced as at least it seems to be that Norris Sellers is going to be the man that has the job the next two years? I'm just curious about that and what you think what that might mean. Yeah, thank you. So I would tell you that they are confident that Lenora Sellers is a SEC winning quarterback. I don't think they have any doubt that he can be a successful quarterback. And I think they feel the same way about Dante Reno, who's coming in in this class. But you've got to have more quarterbacks. And unless they are committed to Luke Doty full-time at quarterback, they only have two. That's too few. And they don't have any experience, any practical experience. And Beamer has always stated from day one he is going to recruit and over-recruit. I mean, he's going to recruit over the guys in his on his roster to try to improve his roster, but he also wants competition. And he tells every player, at least that's what he tells us, he tells every player there's going to be competition and the best player is going to win the job and be the starter. So he wants to challenge Lenora Sellers and he'll want to challenge Dante Reno, but he wants a quarterback with some experience in that quarterback room. And that's why they went after and thought they were getting Swan. Now we'll see where they go. The kid from Texas that visited uh, doesn't have much experience, but he played a little bit at Texas. And is supposed to be, he's another one of these big guys who is, I mean, big, like stature-wise with a big arm. I don't know that he runs like K.J. Jefferson. Don't know if he has that in his repertoire, but supposedly he has a cannon for an arm. So, Will they, will they go back after him since he came in for a visit? You know, he went to Duke, and then he went to Oregon State. So it's interesting that he didn't – for a guy coming from Texas with his pedigree and his background, it's not like he's going to the Michigans, the Ohio States, the Georgias of the world. He, he went to, um, you know, three places that are down a few notches from that standpoint. And um, – or, or they again, the Jefferson situation makes sense because – He's a one-and-done guy. You could sell that to your quarterback room. Hey, we're bringing him in. He's got one year left. He's an older guy. We have experience with him, blah, blah, blah. You could perhaps sell that to your guys in your quarterback room so that they don't get a little bit uh, anxious about the situation. Yeah, but I guess how do you balance that with these days? Lenora Sellers, can he transfer again? Is there another transfer period? Yes. Because he's... If he, not, if he has any doubt that he's going to be starting next year, I have to think, I mean, what's to keep him from going in the portal? And then what's to keep a lot of teams from saying, you come here, you can play for us? I guess that's just the way things are these days. There, there are no guarantees. The transfer portal window is still open. Um, so any player right now could can jump into the portal if they so choose. It's still open at this particular time. So... Okay. You you run that risk. Yeah, when you make a personnel move, that's why Cliff Ellis said at his retirement press conference, he, he felt like he'd become less of a teacher and coach and more of a general manager trying to hold a roster together. Right. They all feel this way. Don't you think every head coach who's involved in the portal game sits in his office 
hours upon hours uh, looking for players, but then also having to calculate, you know, A, the money part of it, but B, how's this going to impact the other players at that position? Who, who might I lose? What's going to be the reaction? For every action, there's a reaction, right? So what's going to be the reaction of the guys in that particular room? Who might I lose? Do you think those conversations take place? Like we talk about with professional things, like your Packers, for instance, Aaron Rodgers, when he was there, before the GM were to go out and make a draft pick or go for an offensive player or whatever, do you think that those conversations were had with Aaron Rodgers then? Or I'm sorry, we're under the impression they probably were. So now do you think those are happening here? Like as a Coach Beamer going to a Lenora Sellers or bringing him in and being like, hey, K.J. Jefferson makes a lot of sense. He could come in and he plays a very similar style to what most of us expect from Lenora Sellers. So it might be a very good role model or mentor under Dow Loggins' same system that Jefferson played in at Arkansas, and it would be a good, like, hey, man, for your future, we're not saying you're not ready now, but we think you'll even be, be even more ready next year if you sit behind this guy for one year, learn his habits, learn his techniques, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and then you'll be the starter the next year. Like, Do you think those conversations are happening? 99% of what you just said. I don't think they say, and then you'll be the starter next year. Ah, I don't think any coach says you'll be the starter. I mean, you can compete. You'll compete, and if you're the best guy. Everything else you said there sounds plausible to me, especially if you're talking about a K.J. Jefferson type of quarterback to a Lenora Sellers. You know, uh, that would make perfectly good sense. And, 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 um, but, you know, these these guys today, I'm not saying that's the case with Sellers. They got a lot of people in their head. They got a lot of people in their head. They say, hey, man, you were promised the job. You were going to be the starter after Rattler. Now they're doing this to you. You need to go look somewhere else. Got a lot of voices coming at you. Top of the hour. We'll be back. Welcome back to Sports Talk on the Sports Talk Media Network. You can reach the guys with the South Carolina Education Lottery lucky number, 888-898-2525. That's 888-898-2525. Now back to Phil, Chris, and Pat with the second hour of Sports Talk on the Sports Talk Media Network. Okay, welcome back. We've got uh, recruiting coming up for you in a little bit. A lot to go over. By the way, the transfer window, we were talking about that hitting the break. So for football, it started December 4th. It goes through January 2nd. Keep in mind, as the bowl games end, you're going to see a whole new wave of names going into the portal, John, because these guys will be looking to go somewhere else. A lot of them will be. It's just going to swell that number to who knows how many thousands will end up in there. They're not going to have anywhere to go, a lot of them. And then there'll be another window for football in the spring, April 16th, for two weeks. Uh, For basketball, their next window opens up on March 18th, right after uh, conference tournaments and runs through May the 1st. That's for the men uh, and for the women. They've got the same thing. Okay, 888-898-2525. By the way, uh, congrats, shout out, pat on the back. Let's pay them. Uh, The Shrine Bowl team, the Sand Lappers, the coaching staff, phenomenal job, gentlemen, phenomenal job. Proud of you dominated that defense just totally shut down North Carolina totally shut down the uh, Tar Heels and then they finally got some offense going and uh, put some points on the board 
uh, capped it with a, was that a pick six or or a, a scoop and score, uh, a late defensive touchdown. So always love it when our guys for the Shrine Bowl team get a W, and uh, they got it done at Spartanburg High School. We'll hear some comments from Coach Wayne Farmer uh, coming up. Matt Smith was there, did a great job covering for us uh, here on uh, SportsTalkSE.com on Saturday. So we congratulate all involved with the South Carolina Shrine Bowl team for getting yet another victory over at North Carolina on Saturday. Now we'll see what happens with the Shrine Bowl. Will it go back to Spartanburg next year? Or would it possibly move to Myrtle Beach? Certainly that is something that is uh, on the table and being discussed uh, behind closed doors. Charleston leading Coastal 40-32. SC State in Asheville night now tied at 36. Let's go to Andy in Columbia. Next up, Andy, welcome in to Sports Talk. How are you? Hey, Corn. Hey, Pat. I'm doing all right. Corn, I got a question. Did you happen to read the article on ESPN yesterday about Juice Wells going to Mississippi? Did not. Okay. I don't know if it's just me or I don't have to. I tried to refine the article, but I couldn't. But there was a comment he made that I didn't like that he was going to Mississippi because it's a winning tradition or or something of that sort, kind of making it sound like, you know, he what he's leaving behind is not a winning type of program, a winning program or a program on the rise, something like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we only paid the guy almost a million dollars to sit on his rear end this past year, which I know wasn't his fault. He didn't plan to get hurt. Here's the quote. Here's the quote. I found it. Thank quote you. you're bringing up. He said, quote, I, I like the way their football program is trending right now. They're on the rise. I want to be part of a winning culture. Right. I love the way Coach Kiffin and Coach Weiss run their offense. When I first went down there, we were doing a lot of recruiting stuff, and that didn't really interest me. Then we sat down and talked X's and O's. And that's when I got excited. I guess they were willing to utilize my athletic abilities every which way they can. End of the quote. So, I mean, look, rightly or wrongly, okay, and I'm sorry, this is what this has led to, to the common person. We don't believe you when you say that. We don't. We, I mean, you can't help but believe that these decisions, especially by the transfer guys, are all money-driven. All money-driven. You can talk about your X's and O's. Well, you got X's and O's at South Carolina. Hell, you caught 70-something passes there two seasons ago. You can catch the ball at South Carolina, and you can be part of a – I mean, I will give Ole Miss, you know, their due. I mean, they are ahead of South Carolina right now, and uh, Kiffin is a uh, – Bigger name coach than, than Beamer is, and he's got a reputation for, uh, you know, great offense and quarterbacks and uh, throwers and catchers and all that. Uh, and South Carolina does have a question mark at uh, quarterback right now. That's that's got to be a, a concern as well. Um, but one thing you don't have anymore, one thing you don't have anymore, is loyalty. Not when it comes to chasing the almighty dollar. And I I think of Mario Anderson. Now, did he really help himself by leaving South Carolina and transferring to Memphis? Memphis? I mean, 
Beale Street versus Two Notch Road? Come on. <laughs> no, seriously. Um, but seriously, uh, South Carolina, I mean, now you'll hear that the Gamecocks didn't really want him. They weren't going to pony up and all that kind of stuff. But he should not, if that were the case, he should have been loyal to the end to South Carolina if they were going to be loyal to him and give him, you know, good money. Maybe not break the bank money, but justified money because they gave him the chance. When nobody else would take him out of Division Two. they took a risk on him. They gave him a chance. Now, give him credit for developing into a their leading rusher and getting it done. So, I mean, loyalty's got to go both ways, but you also have to understand in this world of free agency, budgets are only so big. And you got to operate within the budget. I can't believe that South Carolina got outbid by Memphis on Mario Anderson. I just can't believe that. Um, well, but that's what it was. Part, that had to be what it was. Who would go from South Carolina to Memphis when you're the starting running back? But let me just say this. Along those same lines, now maybe South Carolina's putting all their chips in with um, Rocket, and they had to pay him, you know, an extraordinary amount of money to beat out others for him, assuming he shows up. Again, nothing is certain in this college free agency until they're on campus. But go ahead. But I think the part that bothered me was the winning culture. You know, so, you know, we all know who Lane Kiffin is. I mean, Mr. You're going to pump gas if you go to South Carolina? Well, that's just South recruiting. Char- that's that's recruiting pumping gas verbiage. For him I mean, yeah, he, I know. But- listen, I mean – um, Say what you will about Kiffin, except for his brief time there with the Raiders. Uh, he's been pretty much a winner everywhere he's been. Um, he's, um, How long did he last at Southern Cal? Say again? How long did he last at Southern Cal? That was a lifetime ago at this point, though, to be fair. Yeah, I mean, I, I, well, what Did was he his... get fired on the tarmac there? On the tarmac, Well, yeah. let's look at it here now. With Ole Miss, he came in in 2020. And he has uh, taken him to a bowl game all four years, and he is uh, – that can't be right. Oh, that's in – is that Lee? That can't be right. Um, four years, three. Yeah, 23 and 13. Is that right? In his that's four- 36. That's, th- that's a three-year period. So they haven't – yeah, I'm looking at the Wikipedia, so – he is ninety four and forty seven overall in college, five and fifteen in the NFL. Um, but you know what? He owns Twitter when he goes on there, and he's got a big brand. He's got a huge brand, and that attracts these guys. And they're paying a ton of money to get uh, the Nolan kid from Texas A and M is going there. So I mean, they're striking hot in the portal, John, right now. You got to think Jackson Dart being the quarterback had a big had a lot to do with is that. He back too. for another Again, year. He is. He's back. And as of right now, I'm looking at the this way early 2025 NFL draft, and he's looked at as the number two quarterback going into that draft. Mm-hmm. Whereas again, here in Columbia, we're talking about we have no idea who's going to be the starting quarterback next year. We don't know if it's going to be Lenore Sellers, Luke Doty, or somebody in the portal. And you got to think if you're a wide receiver where your bread and butter is catching the ball and getting the ball where it needs to be in order to make that impression for the NFL scouts. Would you rather play with an unestablished quarterback in South Carolina? And I don't mean any offense by that, but would you rather do that or would you rather play for a guy that people are hyping up as a potential 
top three, top five, top ten overall pick in the draft. Look, in the last few days, Ole Miss has purchased uh, a top pass rusher from Florida whose name I won't attempt to pronounce, uh, but he's, he's big time. Uh, the Nolan kid from Texas A&M and Juice Wells from South Carolina. So does Ole Miss have, a, have all that much more money than South Carolina down there? It's Mississippi. Um, maybe they do. But they're they're getting players. They're getting players. Well, you know, one thing about the you know you're saying money wise, and how Memphis out how Memphis could have outbid South Carolina. How are we going to let Boston College outbid us for a wide receiver? I mean, look, there's you know the the and listen, I'm giving you the simple answer, which is outbid. There could be other factors coming into play as well. But um, to me, I, that's what I said at the outset. You can't help but think as an outsider, as a fan, uh, or, or you as a supporter, me as a media person, that it comes down to money in these decisions. And whoever is laying the most on the table, that's where I'm going because that's the whole idea behind this. Um, this is what it's transformed into. The NCAA can throw all the rules out there they want to about you can't use NIL for retaining talent or trying to recruit but you know that ain't happening. You, ain't, you know, nobody is, is afraid of the NCAA, and nobody is following that guideline. I can promise you that. I know I'm repeating myself, but if we don't do something about this offensive line, it doesn't matter who we're paying, what we're paying, when we're paying. We're not going to be worth a crap. So we need to get off the bucks and get us some offensive linemen in here. All right, you sir. Know, Thank I, you very much. Appreciate it. Yep, line. offensive line yep. is always uh, – you know, uh, a, a concern. Now, with Gargiulo not coming back, from what we're told tonight, that creates a problem because, I mean, he was a guy that could play guard, he could play center. And we went over this before, but looking at their, uh, they've got most of their offensive line returning as of right now, right? Ja'Kai Moore, Jackson Hughes, Jalen Nichols, Travon Ball, Tree Babalati, Vershawn Lee, Ryan Brubaker. Trey Jones, Marquis Anderson, Sidney Fugar, Tyshawn Wanamaker, Kaysen Henry, uh, Jatavia Shivers, Nye Mansell. To my knowledge, all those guys are coming back, can come back, have not uh, said they're uh, – I think they all have eligibility, and uh, they, none of those guys have said they're they're leaving. So they got a big group. Returning, and they got three studs coming in in this class. So, and they've tried to recruit some uh, offensive linemen out of the portal, John. They just haven't hit on anybody yet. Yeah, and Phil, to back up just for a minute, talking about Memphis, I'm equally confused by the Mario Anderson news, but I will say, and this goes back to my freshman year spent at Ole Miss, Memphis has put out a lot of really good running backs over the years. They have a long history of of getting NFL, or sorry, putting their running backs into the NFL. I caught the tail end of D'Angelo Williams' career, and I remember seeing him run for over 200 yards against Ole Miss. Oh, yeah. He then later went on. He and Luke Keekley are my two all-time favorite Carolina Panthers. But D'Angelo Williams now retired. Daryl Henderson, who plays for the Rams. Antonio Gibson on the Commanders. And Tony almost slipped there. And Tony Pollard on the Cowboys right now. They Aaron all, Jones. Aaron Jones went to Memphis, too. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's five or four right now currently in the NFL in a fifth who recently retired. So I don't know what they have in the water down there, but they do seem to do a good job of putting out 
very solid running backs. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Uh, 888-898-2525. Take another call before the break. We go to – we're going to go to Chuck in Columbia. Chuck, welcome into Sports Talk. Good to have you with us. Hey, Phil. How you doing? It's been a long time, Phil. Yes, sir. It's good to have you back. Yeah. I just want to question – look, we're talking about quarterback and – running back and these backups and all that. The bottom line, what has escaped South Carolina from being the team that they can be? Is the bottom line, they got to get – it starts at the line of scrimmage. You, you you haven't been able to run the ball the last three years, and you had not been very good at stopping the run. So until we fix those two key areas, it doesn't matter who you get at the quarterback or wide receiver. Because that's where we're losing the battle at, is at the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's been a continuation. Even, you know, I, I'm, I'm back to uh, Shane, Shane Beamer. But here's the thing. Shane has got to get that offensive line where we can run the football. And that defensive line, Clayton has got to get them where we, we can hold these teams up and run the football down our throat. It, it's not going to matter. If you straighten those two areas out, Everything else will fall in line. Well, yeah, you still have to be great at quarterback to have a great football team. I mean, but you got to have those other parts you're talking about too. But if you have those parts and you're not very good at quarterback, I think you're still going to struggle. So you got to be really good at quarterback to rise to the highest level of college football. Show me a team that's making the playoffs who doesn't have a highly skilled quarterback playing at a very high level. Those are probably not existent. You go back and look at every one of them. Uh, I would say Georgia um, before, well, you know, he had great players around him, but um, the quarterback at Georgia who won the two national championships, what was his name? I've already forgot his name. Uh, He's in the. Oh, Stetson Bennett. Bitsa, yeah, yeah, it. yeah, Stetson Bennett. Now, that's a guy who wasn't recruited at all, <laughs> not recruited at all. Uh, but he played great. The thing is, he may not be the greatest talent, but he played great once he got the opportunity at Georgia. He played like a five-star guy, okay? But he wasn't a five-star guy. He developed over all those years. Um, and he played a very high level. So you gotta have you got to have that. You can have your, you know, you can have your Deshaun Watson's your Spencer Rattlers, um, your Trevor Lawrence's who come in highly acclaimed and ready to go, or you can develop a guy and have him play at a high level. The point is, yes, those line of scrimmage studs are, are very necessary, but you better be good at quarterback too in, in this style of football that we're playing today. Well, I, I can I can agree with you, Phil, and uh, I'm not disagreeing with you, mm-hmm. but I, I, when we talk about Stetson Bennett, Let's call it what Stetson Bennett also was a byproduct of a very good offensive coordinator, Todd Monken. Mm-hmm. Monken made Stetson Bennett. It wasn't so much Stetson Bennett was had great qualities to me as a quarterback. What enabled Stetson Bennett to be Stetson Bennett was you had Todd Monken drawing up plays. Now, if you with Darryl, with with Loggins, you have the same thing. I'm not so much worried about the quarterback as I am what's between those lines. 
those lines are what escaped Carolina. You, if you get a quarter, I, I have no, I have no problem with Lenore Sellers being that quarterback. Matter of fact, Lenore Sellers would be more of an efficient quarterback with his legs than what with Spencer Rattler was. But you gotta get that line of scrimmage right. I, I don't, I don't care who it is that quarterback. If you don't have a good offensive line, or it, it, it's not going to matter. Yeah, I do not disagree. I mean, it's it's you got to have all those those kind of pieces. I I. I agree with you 100%, and, and that is an area South Carolina's been, been lacking in. You can just look at the numbers, the running numbers, uh, the lack of sacks. They only had 21 sacks last year as a defense. So, yeah, uh, got to give it to you on that. But you still better have a quarterback who can play. Still better have a quarterback who can play. Thank you, Chuck. Got to hit the break here on Sports Talk. We'll continue with more of your phone calls. Phone number 888 2525 South Carolina Education Lottery Lucky Number. Ooh, getting a little tight. Charleston leading Coastal 53-47. Asheville leads South Carolina State 46-44. Be back after the break. Discover holiday magic with Founders Federal Credit Union. Now through December 31st, make your holiday shopping merry and bright with our special 7.99 APR rate on select holiday purchases made with your Founders credit card. You need to hurry, though. This rate will be gone as fast as the holidays. Visit foundersfcu.com cc to save big this holiday season. Call 1-800-845-1614 for details about credit costs and terms. George Bryan for Tsunami Bar Sports, our inventor, David Abernathy, has always said Tsunami Bar technology allows us to take the training to the grass. Now I know through my sport of golf that natural agility can be converted to athletic ability. And why is this, Tsunami Robbie? Transferring the training to the grass. This may be the most undervalued characteristic of the Tsunami Flexible Bar technology. The Tsunami Bar action loads and unloads at the concentric and eccentric transition points. This is what we call reversal forces. And the Tsunami Bar is the only bar and training device that I know of that can train these reversal forces adequately at speed. Hey, this is Phil Kornblut. The Tsunami Bar is a terrific training device whether you're working on your fitness or your golf game. It's convenient, it's easy to use, and you won't feel beat up afterwards. Be sure to click on the digital ad on sportstalksc.com and get 5% off any order using promo code BBB5. Don't wait. Order today. Touchstone Energy Cooperative members save more, more on electricity, and members save more on insurance, groceries, health care, restaurants, travel, concerts, and sporting events through co-op connections. Touchstone Energy is an alliance of the member-owned electric cooperatives, and as a member, the power is yours. Experience the power of co-op membership with Touchstone Energy and find out how much you can save on electricity and a whole lot more at touchstoneenergy.com. difference with lawyer lisa hi this is lisa hostetler brown if you or a loved one are over 65 and haven't completed a long-term care planning consultation now is the time did you know that if you aren't able to afford the high cost of skilled care your assets can be rapidly depleted to only two thousand dollars unless you plan five years in advance visit lawyerlisa.com to see how we can help 7511 st andrews road irmo south carolina you've put in the work for your education 
the extra early, extra late, extra, extra work. That's because you understand education opens doors to better pay, better opportunities, and a better you. Being educated about playing the lottery is no different. It helps you be a better player, one who knows when to play and when to take a rain check. The lottery's a game, so let's keep it fun. Learn more at sceducationlottery.com slash better you. Squeeze in some more calls here on Sports Talk. Recruiting coming up. Also comments from Wayne Farmer, Shrine Bowl winning coach, the man of the hour in South Carolina. Let's uh, go to um, our next caller, and that's going to be uh, Rob. Rob, who's in town for the evening. Okay, Rob, welcome in. I guess in town means Columbia. Uh, Spend a lot of money and uh, have a good time. Welcome in. Thank you, thank you, guys. How are you guys doing this evening? Great, sir. How are you? Great. And and and, and I'll, I'll I'll preface myself by saying I'm very fortunate. I get to have a jo- I get a regular job. Where I get to travel, mm. and I have a weekend job where I'm on the sidelines or in the, on the field for 11 weeks out of the year in the SEC. I'll start this by saying I agree with Chuck from the last call. You win on offensive line, defensive line. Fact. There's no getting around that. I, I mean, I'm on the field. I can tell you that. That's where it's won at. You guys are right. you got to have a quarterback who can, when the play breaks down, can make a play. K.J. Jefferson, I saw him three times this year up close. He he regressed major league this year. He was protecting himself. Hmm. And that's a fact. I know, it had, I know he got a new O.C. and all that, but the point of the matter was even his coaches saw it. Okay, I don't know if he's a guy that Shane Beamer wants at, at South Carolina. I just don't see it. And he's got a scatter gun for an arm. He's not consistent. Yeah, he's a big guy. He can run. But unless you design an offense where he is running the ball and he wants to run it, it's not going to change your dynamic here. You know, Shane's done a good job of reaching out and getting some good transfer players. He's got some kids coming, a kid from Tech coming in. He's a great player. Going to make a difference for you guys. You got a couple. Of, you got an edge guy coming in. It's going to start right away. So that is very interesting stuff. Um, do you want to hang on, or you have to roll? I can hang on. Yeah, I want to hear more from you. We got to hit a break. If you'll hang on for a couple of minutes, we'll come right back to you. Appreciate it. Take more calls. Uh, get to that recruiting report, which I promised earlier, but callers have been so good hit the break be right back all right welcome back everybody sports talk sports talk media network got to get a lot in the next 25 minutes let's go back to um our caller, who was with us as we hit the break, and that's Chuck, who's visiting Columbia. And Chuck, Rob. it's uh, we really appreciate. Uh, do, do, do you, Rob? Oh, is it Rob? Oh, Rob's in town for the evening. I'm sorry, Rob's in Columbia for the evening. Uh, sorry about that, Rob. Uh, we, we, Pat and I were just wondering if you know, happen to be one of those guys that wears a striped shirt at these uh, football games that you attend. 
Uh, maybe. <laughs> mm, yeah, we were wondering if you're typically in more solid colors or maybe you prefer striped shirts when you're attending these ball games. Yeah. Are you a uh, back judge, line judge, side judge? What are you? I have, I have been them all at one point in my career. Very good. Very good. I don't like the, I don't, the middle of the field is not a place for a guy as old as I am anymore. So Have you retired? I do a lot of evaluations now, officials. Gotcha. Ooh, gotcha. So. What brings you to Columbia, if I may ask? You don't have to say, but uh, if you can. My, my real job. My real job. Oh, okay. I'm okay. here on government business tomorrow. Nice. So. You're buying the state yes. of South Carolina? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think they're going to buy me. <laughs> I knew those refs got paid hey, a lot man, out in Arkansas. I can introduce you to an old governor or a current attorney general if you need some contact, so. Uh, but I, I, let me. I have met my share over the years. I promise you. I bet. So good people. I wanted to ask you, and thank you for hanging on. So your feeling is that Jefferson, in your opinion, should not be a direction South Carolina should go in. Not from what I saw, and not from what I know. The coaches told me. Um, you know, it was it was. He he just seemed to have more issues than he had had plays in him this year so and I, i'm not saying the kid's a bad kid or anything i mm-hmm. just think he was he he well, you mentioned a while ago he had people in his ear and it hurt him so he was playing not to get hurt many many times this year so and you know my personal opinion is i, I had south Carolina one game this year I was impressed. I thought South Carolina played very hard. That's one thing I can say. I've never had a game with South Carolina that the kids didn't play hard. Mm-hmm. They played hard the entire time, and that's that's a tribute to Shane for you know for selling the program. I just there's a couple of things that I've noticed over the years, and going I I, I worked under Coach Bryant, Alabama, so I, I'm an old guy. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I will tell you, this game changed so much in the last ten years. If you want to, if Shane can do one of two things. He can stick with what he's doing, which is great. It's working. It's going to get better. It's going to get better. Or he can do what Mike Leach always did. He went out and got the local kids, the six foot three ride receivers, found a quarterback and slung it around, made it exciting. Kids wanted to go there, and they won yeah. until he gets his office, office and defensive lines ready to go. That's what you have to do. He has to take a whole class of freshmen, uh, linemen on both sides of the ball. Don't worry about playing them. Build them up, get them stronger, bring them in as a unit, and he'll win. And that's what your good programs do. Your good programs bring in the kids, and if they're not physically ready to play in this league, you're going to get hurt. You're going to get beat. And South Carolina is just not one of those programs. I think what I think what Shane ought to do is one thing. He ought to pull a Matt Rule. Matt Rule two weeks ago. What did he say on national television? How much did it cost to get a quarterback? Mm-hmm. And he, he, that was a message to his boosters. That's all that was, gentlemen. That's all that was, was to say, boosters, I need a couple of $3 million. So what happened today? The number one recruit in the country, at quarterback, flips from Georgia to Nebraska. Yeah, his uncle's office line coach there, but he was not going to Nebraska. He got $2 million is what he got because that's what Matt Rule told his boosters he wanted. Mm-hmm. So Shane can go out and do that. But he had, boosters, hey. he had a quarterback in uh, the A.J. Swan kid from Vanderbilt, and then today 
I think there were some behind-the-scenes pressures on him from family, but he switched to LSU. He never publicly committed to South Carolina, but Beamer uh, put out his uh, alert last night, and then the national media, the, uh, the national recruiting media, uh, they all started projecting Swan to uh, South Carolina. So the kid never actually publicly said it, but apparently it was happening. You guys, you said it a while ago. It's about money now. That's all it is. It's you're buying players now, and the NCAA is not going to do anything about it. They're, and that's that's all this is. If you got a a five star, a four star, a first round, second round wide receiver, he's telling you you better get me a quarterback in here to throw the ball to me because I'm not if I'm not catching passes, I'm not going to stay. Did you think? And, did you think? We'll let you go. Did you think in your lifetime that you would be on a college football field? refereeing a game with players making more money in that game than you are? Uh, well, I'm, I'm old school now. you got to remember this. So I've I, I seen the down and dirty over the years. You know, uh, I never thought I'd see it at the level I see it now, where it's out in the open. Hmm. Before, it's always, you know, it was hidden. Yeah. You didn't see it. You saw it in the parking lot. You saw it, the clothes they wore. You saw the mom and dad driving nice cars, but now it's, these guys are spending money like it's water. Hmm. So, and I'm proud for them. Be honest with you, I really am. Yeah. But it's also you got to put some restrictions in there at some point, guys. You get one transfer, you better make the right decision one time. You get one, you get you get you get you get, you get one mulligan. After that, you don't play. It's got to come to that, guys. We don't have this same carousel happening. Year after year, if they don't come in and say you get one transfer, that's it. Then you're gonna sit out two years. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, and again, we'll let you go. Mm-hmm. Um, you obviously are a man who has, you've seen football, college football, up close and personal at the highest level, working the SEC and, and I guess other leagues. So, are we really gonna hurt the game? Yeah, it's gonna hurt people's feelings. And fans are never going to get to grow close to their teams again. You're never going to be able to have that close relationship with your team because the the roster turns over now almost every year. But are we going to see a deterioration in the level of play? Well, the play will still be good, right? And, And also, as Pat likes to point out, you're going to see teams who haven't been good maybe all of a sudden become good because they have ponied up and brought in some good players and it's and it's come together is that a bad thing well my concern is one other one other issue you didn't you didn't cover if a kid's willing to take a hundred thousand two hundred thousand dollars to go to school what's he willing to take from a from a gambler yeah is he willing to say you know so that's first thing comes from mike i've seen that i have seen that okay this has been many years ago but i saw it and you're correct. The game, you, you, we don't have the relationships that we have. I'll give you an example. I love Dion. Don't get me wrong. Dion was at Florida State when I had him one time as a game years ago, and he took a team out in Colorado and he brought in his athletes, right? Mm-hmm. And forgot about the offensive and defensive lines. He thought this is not Division One AA anymore where you four or five athletes will win for you. Now it's it's a whole team you gotta have playing well together. And so what's he doing now? He's going out and getting offensive and defensive alignment. 
he's those. But he those just guys lost. Here's the thing, though. He just lost one of his top transfers, the Bradford kid, uh, yeah. who committed to him. Now, just who did he just flip to? Who did he just flip to? Somebody big. Uh, I can't remember. I just saw it a little while ago. But uh, we're going to look it up. So, I mean, here's the here's the other danger you run into. You can't sign these guys. These transfers, they don't sign anything. Mm-hmm. They're free agents Correct. until they step on your campus and start going to class. Even if they sign scholarship papers, that doesn't bind them to you. Uh, it binds Correct. you to them. So you don't know what you got. Where do you end up? Trans- Oregon. Oh, okay. He, so he flipped. Or- so even Dion and all his greatness with the portal, John, uh, who won this guy over now loses him to Oregon. I guess Oregon came in with a, with a higher bid, right? That's the only thing you can it's conclude, it's, huh? It's Nike money, guys. Yeah, it's Nike yeah. money. That's I mean, There's some deep I mean, pockets. People don't. Pay, yeah, very deep pockets. Probably between them and Texas and Texas A and M. There's more money at those three schools than, than probably the next five combined. That's a fact. Yeah. All right, uh, lastly, I could talk to you all night, but <laughs> what was the best game you ever were on the field for in your career? Uh, five overtime game a few years ago. Uh, LSU mm. got beat in five or six overtimes. I mm-hmm. can't remember. Mm-hmm. I just, it's, those games are good. Uh, I want to say one thing before I go. I'm going to make this very clear. Mm-hmm. Because I'm an SEC guy and I'm biased, but I have also tried to be very neutral. People think that the Big Ten, the Pac-12, the Big Twelve, the ACC. I know we're in the ACC country here with Clemson. Clemson's maybe an exception to the rule, but these Big Ten schools. I'm sorry, I've had them in bowl games. That's the slowest. I'm, I, they just don't have the athletes in the SEC. That's the reason why I do more on the sidelines than I do on the field anymore because SEC guys will kill me if I get in the way now. Mm. You know, 20 years ago, I can keep up with them. But these kids are these kids are NFL players. I mean, across the board, they can play the NFL. There's not there's very few of these kids that aren't that couldn't play a game in NFL and do well. If you go to the Big 12, one or two teams have probably a third of the athletes that you see. You know, if you put Ohio State with the tough schedule that South Carolina had this year, the toughest in the country, they lose four or five games. I think, I think Alabama I beats Michigan. I think Alabama beats Michigan. I'll be there. I'll find out. I mean, I'm close and personal. So I'm, oh, I get to, they oh. paid me to go out there for that trip. I'll enjoy that one. So I got to work. I just got to show up. There you go. We're going to let you go. Uh, I have one more I want to ask it, so bad. All right, real quick. Because <laughs> I just, right when you started mentioning five overtime, and again, feel like you don't have to answer this. I don't want you to necessarily out who you are. But it didn't happen to be that seven overtime game between Texas A&M and yep. LSU, was it? That was it, yes. Ooh, the one you, where the LSU get, fans went nuts and they had a Gatorade. Overtime, did you get overtime pay? <laughs> Let me tell you a quick story, right quick. The, I was a base. I've been a baseball official longer, okay. And you guys may know who Albert Joey Bell is. Oh yeah, Ooh, yeah. yeah. You, you remember when he got beer thrown on him? Yes. Uh-huh. At the Mississippi State game. Yeah. I'm the home plate umpire for that game. No way. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm 20, 22, 22 years old, just finished umpiring school, and. SEC was redoing all their umpires, and I was – I had Boo Ferris and Coach Ron Polk 
not Booth Harris, uh, Coach, uh, what you call it, at, at LSU, and Coach Pope said, we want you to home plate umpire as many games as you can do. I did two out of the three games. Mm-hmm. And that night, he got the beer thrown on him. <laughs> so I showed my daughter, who's 27 years old today, I show her that video for the first time about five years ago. She never knew I was in it. She said, oh, my God. I said, yeah, I was a young man then. That's amazing. So that you, is amazing. Yeah. Well, listen, enjoy yeah. your time in Columbia. Uh, buy up as much of the state as you want. And uh, call us again, man. Love hearing from you. We really appreciate it. Well, I just finished Twin Peaks. I'm going to go I'm gonna go get to bed now. It's time to sleep. <laughs> All right, go. sir. Thank you. Y'all be good, Appreciate, appreciate you. Great stuff. Great stuff. Phil, you didn't let me get to it. I was trying to figure out, I don't know if you remember that game, but it still goes down in LSU football lore before they went to overtime, and then inevitably seven overtimes, the uh, LSU intercepted a pass from Kellen Mond, and they could have then taken a knee to win the game. It, they actually did an, uh, an, ice, an ice bath on head coach Ed Orgeron. The fans went nuts. Fans started starting to almost uh, run onto the field, whatever. And then it got called back and overturned because Kellen Mond's knee had touched the ground. But it's still controversial to this day because you couldn't actually see for sure mm-hmm. it touched the ground from any of the different angles, but they still overturned it and called it him down. I wonder if Ron was involved in <laughs> that's that That's what call. I wanted to ask. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. All right, we got to uh, – I want to play this because I don't want to pass on the Shrine Bowl, which was um, such a great win for South Carolina Saturday over North Carolina, 24 to nothing. The final score, the defense obviously uh, played fantastic and the offense picked it up, finished with 363 yards, North Carolina had 49 yards on 45 plays. That is complete domination. Matt Smith talked with Coach Wayne Farmer right after the win. I think the secondary was awesome, but the whole defensive front put so much pressure on the front, I mean on the, on the offense, that made the secondary so good. That defense front, they, I don't think they get a lot of uh, you know publicity, but they did a great job, and the secondary did what they were supposed to do. Coach, the second half, you really leaned on the running game. At what point did you start to feel like you were going to win this with defense and then, you know, chalking up some first downs and running that clock? Well, that's what we said going into halftime. We had two missed opportunities, at least in the first half, to put some points on the board, and we didn't take advantage of it. So going into halftime, we said we needed to, we wanted to run the ball, establish the run, move the sticks with the clock, and get it down to something, you know, and then we got the big pass to Christian Zachary, so it worked, you know. So that was our game plan, and our adjustment going into halftime. How about that offensive line? You started to lean on them quite a bit in the third quarter. Right. Once again, at halftime, we needed that push. So we wanted to finish. Our biggest thing, we needed one score, we felt like, in the second half. And we told the offensive line, we pushed that in there, we'd be good. So that was the biggest thing. They, they, they took their challenge, and they accepted, and they did the job. Hey coach, what, what do you take away from this week? Just a big emotional lift there on the sideline. It seemed like your guys just came together character-wise here at the end. Well, you know, these guys came in individually on Sunday. A lot of them not knowing each other besides social media. Got to know each other, and they bonded right away. And the biggest thing, they bonded, but they worked hard on the field. You know, when we had our room, mental assignments in, inside the hotel, it was about business. You know, they worked hard and they played hard. And they jailed, and you can see the team cohesion. They came for business. I'm, I'm just so proud of them. Breaking for a TD over here. Anybody you want to shout out to as far as their contributions here today? I mean, there's so many. Yeah, I, I don't want to shout out one individual. I think it's a whole like I told him before the game, it's still a team game. You know what I'm saying? 
you know, don't get wrong, there's some individuals that made some great plays, but we won this game as a team. And I just want to keep it that way. The coach staff did an outstanding job and the team as a whole. And there was some great individual performance, but as a whole, we won this game. South Carolina Trombo won this game today. Thank you, Coach. Thank you. Great stuff. I've never seen this before, Pat. North Carolina had minus seven passing yards. Minus seven throwing the football. Their quarterbacks were five for 23 for minus seven yards. Only sacked one time. That's some coverage. That's some coverage back there by the uh, Sandlappers. Okay. Got to get to recruiting. Gosh, didn't mean to get it this late. Brought to you by our good friends at Sea Wells. Pat, I know you're happy to be back in town. So you can get over to Sea Wells and enjoy the daily luncheon buffet. Can't wait. Monday through Friday, of course, I'm sure they'll have uh, a schedule around the holidays that will be abbreviated to some degree. What you got? Tomorrow, Tuesday, December 19th, Sea Wells will bring you carved turkey with cornbread dressing, southern fried chicken, and chicken pot pie. Sounds delicious. Wednesday, carved applewood smoked ham. Southern mm. fried chicken and fried fish nuggets. Mm. Thursday, ooh, getting a little roast beef Thursday action this week because they will be closed Friday. Uh, but let's see, Thursday, carved roasted sirloin of beef along with southern fried chicken. And then, oh, I haven't seen this, baby back ribs. No, oh, baby, baby, baby back ribs. That's right. So get on out there and then don't forget all your lo- uh, your uh, your side items. Your You got your local farm fresh veggies, salad bar, and dessert. One final note, Seawells will be closed from Friday, December 22nd, all the way until January 2nd. Ooh, well, you better get it this week because you're going to have to wait until early 24 to get some more. And for catering, make sure you give Seawells a call, 803-771-7385, online at SeawellsCateringSC.com. So, signing day Wednesday, Clemson, South Carolina, got a lot of things in the works right now for Clemson, offensive guard Elijah Thurman of Hinesville, Georgia, appears to be a sure thing for the Tigers when he announces Wednesday. Defensive end Edric Houston of Buford, Georgia, made a visit to Clemson on Friday before going to Alabama Saturday. He's been committed to Ohio State. Uh, they're hoping to turn him. Linebacker C.J. Kuba Taylor of Oney, Maryland, made an official over the weekend. He can make an announcement at any time. Offensive tackle Mason Wade also made an official over the weekend. He's been committed to Duke. He's weighing that against the Clemson offer. Tennessee transfer center Addison Nichols made a one-day visit to Clemson Friday before taking an official to Arkansas over the weekend. And according to Paul Strelo of Tiger Illustrated, safety Joe Wilkinson, 6'1", 185, Rome, Georgia, made an official to Clemson over the weekend, was offered by Sweeney. He had been committed to Appalachian State, but he decommitted publicly today. He may wait until Wednesday for his next announcement. He's also a teammate of 25 linebacker, highly touted linebacker, Jaden Harmon, who has a Clemson offer. So the Gamecocks uh, were waiting for quarterback A.J. Swan to go public with his commitment to them. He went public all right, but to LSU. So that one's off the board for South Carolina. Gamecocks had Texas transfer quarterback Malik Murphy in for a visit over the weekend before uh, between stops, supposedly at Duke and Oregon State. And, of course, we've talked about to K.J. Jefferson and that possibility for the Gamecocks. Gamecocks also await news from Texas Tech offensive tackle Monroe Mills, who visited over the weekend. 
Texas A&M transfer defensive tackle L.T. Overton, who visited last week before visiting Alabama. Receiver Debron Gatling of Alpharetta, Georgia, former Texas A&M commitment. He's going to announce at 9 o'clock at his high school, streaming it on his Instagram. He visited USC for the Kentucky weekend. USC offered 2025 safety Justin Rowe, Asheville, North Carolina. Former Clemson safety Andrew McCuba transferring to Texas. The Gamecocks, uh, so we did that. Um, yeah, let's see, I did all that. Uh, so, so I've kind of merged some stories here together, so i got to piece my way through them. That uh, Oh, 2025 safety Jontae Gilbert of Atlanta was at Clemson Saturday. Uh, he plans more visits in January. Uh, one to USC on the 13th, one to Tennessee the following Saturday. I know some of the uh, national uh, analysts started predicting him to Clemson as soon as they saw that he visited Clemson on Saturday. So, guys are a little quick sometimes. But, hey, that's their business. 2026 running back Jalen McGill of Broome also was at Clemson Saturday. USC corner commitment Braden Lee getting a strong push from Maryland, posted on Sunday that he'll be signing on December 20th. He'll be graduating this week, will enroll in January. Wants to thank the fans, media coaches who have stuck with him. Time to make it official. Uh, no mention of South Carolina or Maryland in that tweet. Uh, let's see. Uh, Chad Simmons of On3 put in a prediction for the Gamecocks to land uh, receiver Debron uh, Gatling. Maybe it's Debron. Debron Gatling. When he announces, a USC has been in contact with Tulane transfer receiver Chris Brazell, 6'5", 195, uh, 44 catches, 711 yards, five touchdowns, and Clemson has also uh, had some contact with him. Uh, Juice Wells to Ole Miss, talked about that. Mario Anderson to Memphis, you know about that. Former Gamecock offensive lineman John Darius Morgan to UAB. Former Miami running back Don Chaney Jr. committed to Louisville. He's the son of a former Gamecock standout, was recruited by the Gamecocks out of high school and drew interest this time around as well. Louisiana Tech transfer receiver Cyrus Allen had an offer from USC, committed to A&M. Purdue transfer defensive end Corday Sidnor had an offer from USC, committed to Vanderbilt. Alabama transfer defensive tackle Anquin Barnes offered by USC, Committed to Colorado. Former Clemson tight end Sage Ennis going to Florida A&M. Eastern New Mexico transfer receiver Andre Jones commits to North, uh, Coastal Carolina. Broom defensive end, defensive tackle. Hmm? No. Broom defensive end D.T. Thompson. <laughs> committed to Anderson. Dutch Fork quarterback Jonathan Hunt to East Tennessee State. Gilbert native. Norfolk State transfer quarterback. <sighs> Committed to Newberry. Except I didn't write his name in there. Uh, last name is Whiteside. Like Isaiah Whiteside. Or close to that. Uh, C.J. Kuba Taylor told us last night he had a great visit to Clemson. They are his favorite. I mean, I would expect that he's going to commit to Clemson. Uh, and the Gamecocks, of course, yesterday got the commitment from the uh, tight end transfer, Brady Hunt from Ball State. And... Um, the uh, didn't they have one other commitment yesterday? The Gamecocks. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh yeah, uh, Gerald Kilgore, the safety, uh, transferring from Tennessee Tech to join his brother. 
That's going to do it. Have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow.